Hey moms, was your dinner last night the leftover chicken nuggets from your kid's tray? Is your definition of self-care getting to close the door when you pee? If the only chance that you get for exercise are the squats that you do to pick up your kid's Legos, well then take a seat, mama. You're in the right place. I'm Corinne Crosley, psychotherapist, self-care enthusiast, and seriously imperfect mom of two kiddos. This is Mama Bites. moms. Welcome to another uh, episode of the Mama Bites podcast. Thank you again for joining me. Uh, What a great and timely interview uh, I was able to get with Anna Lutz, um, who is the co-owner of Lutz and Alexander Nutrition Therapy out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, you can also find Anna on sunnysideupnutrition.com, um, where she often blogs about all things kid feeding and nutrition. And also you'll hear me talk about how I love following her on social media. And so my personal favorite is following her on Instagram, sunnysideupnutritionists. Um, and she is so wonderful. As you will hear, she was one of the first guests ever on Mama Bites before it was even a podcast when it was just a quote unquote, just a blog. Um, And she is just one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite dietitians who um, I've met through this, this process and uh, one of the kindred spirit in the non-diet world. And so, you know, when I was thinking about who I wanted to talk to about child feeding and um, helping kids uh, dealing with the quarantine experience. I I immediately, uh, Anna was the first person I thought of because uh, she just has a kind and compassionate voice along with um, so much wisdom and she is so real. Uh, this is not sort of this um, person who presents the the per, only the perfect mom-ism. She is one of those experts who is wonderful and real at the same time. I, mean, they, I still think we don't have enough of those, and I'm so grateful uh, that she agreed to be on the show. So um, a couple little things before we launch. Um, again, continued PSA for those mamas out there who might not um, be in therapy and might be struggling, especially right now in this very different, difficult environment. And um, if you are struggling, please, 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 please reach out to a provider. Um, Almost all providers are offering telehealth now. Um, If you are struggling to find a good match with someone, please feel free to reach out to me and um, I can help provide with additional resources. You can find me at the Mama Bites website, M-O-M-M-A Bites, or my own website, Corinne Crosley, C-O-R-I-N-N-E. Crosley has two S's. Um, I continue to be excited about things that happen after this quarantine lifts and we're finding our new normal. Um, some of those things include 
hugging loved ones and who are not living in my house um, and breathing deeply with the world and um, connecting with others more and um, still looking forward to my book coming out on August 4th um, and more will be coming about that and um, for all of us who are dealing with this world of quarantine struggling with gratitude sometimes um, just struggling in general um, I am with you mamas I hope that this podcast finds you taking a deep breath and I appreciate you finding some self-care for yourself today. Enjoy this time with Anna Lutz. Well, Anna, thank you for being, I think, our first repeat guest on the Mama Bites podcast. We actually um, talked or communicated and you were uh, one of our first guests on the blog when it was quote unquote, just the blog. And you were so amazing to do that. And now here you are on the podcast. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you again. Um, I, I loved, anytime I see you, I love talking with you. And then I'm just honored to be on the podcast. So thank you. Oh, thank you. I, I sort of feel like you're my favorite dietitian that I haven't worked with directly. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. So always so great to run into you, especially now. Right now, I'm so glad to talk with you because um, the conferences where we often connect aren't happening right now, which is exactly. such a bummer. So true. So, um, you know, I, I definitely was excited um, to have you on the podcast again, no matter what. But then when COVID-19 hit and we were just in quarantine, I, I definitely thought, okay, all these questions on kid feeding and these worries and these challenges, I need to give Anna a call. <laughs> so, um, so I think just launching from there, you know, you, you've been a dietitian um, for quite a while and, and um, are part owner of uh, Sunny Side Up uh, Dietitians. Is that how I say it? Sunny Side Up Dietitians? Um, sunny Side Up Nutrition. Nutrition. I apologize. Yeah. Um, if you haven't followed Anna on social media yet, um, her Instagram posts are like my favorite. So please follow her. Um, because I think you're very real about what child feeding is actually like. Yes, it's a challenge. <laughs> it's a challenge. And so what do you feel like are those common challenges that we all come across that might just be more exacerbated in, in the COVID quarantine environment that we're all dealing with? Well, I think, like you said, they, they could, a lot of what we often experience, I feel like it's kind of heightened right now mm -hmm. because we're all spending more time together. Mm. And so kind of the things that pop up into my mind are maybe kids asking for food often mm -hmm. or you might be hearing more, I don't like that mm -hmm. because you're feeding them more, you're present at more meals and mm. snacks. So, oh. You know, you might be hearing kind of more complaints about food. Mm. Um, you, you know, I think some parents are seeing uh, more kind of sneak eating or, you know, pulling food out of the cupboards when it's not snack time, mm -hmm. when maybe that doesn't happen when everyone's not at, not at home all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and, 
you know, I think it's hard to know, well, what is kind of just kind of this is from being at home and Mm -hmm. to be expected and how can we provide some structure and what is um, a reaction to a really um, kind of strange um, situation and the kids are feeling, might be feeling kind of out of control about things Mm -hmm. and it could be a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, those are great, such great points and such great um, reframes in terms of spending more time together Um, and that, you know, that when we're hearing complaints um, at, at, it's not so much, it's necessarily about our cooking or even the dynamic or even, you know, those sort of pieces. It's just like they might not enjoy school lunch either, but you don't necessarily hear that (laughs) or sit with them, certainly not uh, during school lunch. And exactly. That's, I keep thinking that, that, you know, I, I usually pack their lunches and then I'm not, they might even not, they might not even know what's in it until they open it mm-hmm, at school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And clearly I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to hear any complaining. <laughs> but now they're right with me when I'm deciding what to make for lunch. Sure. And, you know, they're, they're with me when I, when we sit down. And so I, you know, I, I am at my house hearing a lot more complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think that's such a great point too about the um, the control and the the out of control piece, and even just thinking about you know how kids express that that like my four year old was having soup and pro- protesting yesterday <laughs> all the parts that he didn't like as he was eating them. <laughs> I was thinking, hmm, I. There's communication here, but I'm not sure exactly what it is, but let's be curious about it. Yes. I know. I, I about midday yesterday, after hearing the complaining and some tantrums from my four-year-old, mm. I really had to regroup and remember, you know, and, and I'm working, and when I say this out loud, I'm saying it just as much to myself as I am to the people listening. Yes, yes. Which is, which is their lives are totally turned upside down, mm. too. And, you know, they don't have control about going to school mm-hmm. or about seeing their friends mm-hmm. or yeah. going to soccer practice. Mm-hmm. And so these little um, kind of temper tantrums or saying I'm not going to eat that or I don't like that, that's probably their way of finding a little bit of control in this situation. Right, yeah. Um, and so it's almost makes, when I think about it that way, it it softens it and makes sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. of course they're going to act that way. Sure. Um, because they're not able to do all these things that they're usually able to do. And they don't even have the understanding or words for any of that because mm-hmm. I know I don't. Mm-hmm. Right, you know? right, right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Eva, I think that's so helpful to hear. I, I, I just love um, when experts are so real (laughs) the way that you're being. And that's why I love following you on social media because, um, you know, the fact that it didn't come intuitive to you, you know, you had to like sit and regroup and be like, okay, (laughs) hold on. Um, and I, and I'm very, I appreciate that about you because I'm also very transparent. You know, I will tell clients, I will say on social media, I'll say on the podcast, I'm like, oh no, there are still fights. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) I still get very frustrated and I still have to remind myself of what my jobs are. Yes, yes. All of that. Absolutely. Um, 
<laughs> That's because we're all human, right? Oh, and we're all trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always like to remind everybody that each each family operates so differently, right. um, depending yes. on so many factors. And so um, there's not just one way to do it. Such a great reminder. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think you kind of already answered this and sort of talking about like, you know, that, that spectrum of behavior, right? Like on one side, you know, at your house, you're hearing a lot of complaints and I'm certainly hearing plenty of complaints, you know, um, at my house, certain days, um, every 45 minutes, like bam on the (laughs) nose, um, my monkey's like scaling the, um, the, the cabinets. He's very good at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so really, um, thinking, you know, what I'm hearing from you is sort of, if we're sort of looking for like, okay, what's the communication here? Like it doesn't, it, you know, not that it has to be grand and vast, but just sort of like, if we're curious about what's happening here, you know, in some cases it's just more being at home. And in some cases it's, you know, I'm under stress too, mom. I don't, I don't know what else to do here. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. And you know what? I just passed through the kitchen and I remembered, oh, there's chocolate raisins in there. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I think so. You know, it could, it could be just um, feeling out of sorts. It could be, um, I, I just finished what, what I was doing and mm-hmm. now I don't know what to do next. Mm-hmm. It could be, mm-hmm. you know. I don't have the, I'm frustrated on the words, like, why is everything so different right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be none of those things, mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be testing. Mm-hmm. wonder what mom's going to do right. this time when I ask, can right. I have a snack? Right, right. You know, yes. where, what, what is this all going to look like? We're all at home, and I don't, I've never experienced this before, so what is mom going to say now, mm-hmm. or dad, or, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, I always have to in those moments, just kind of take a deep breath mm-hmm. and decide, okay, what is my job here? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is it snack time? Are we coming up close to snack time? And it's, maybe it is the best to be like, okay, yeah, like, you know, go sit at the table, I'll get snack ready. Mm-hmm. Or did they just have a snack mm-hmm. and um, it's time they need to kind of do something else and so you say it's not snack time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But just to kind of decide what your job in this is to hold that structure. Mm-hmm. So great. Thank you. I think, um, I don't know about you, but I've seen um, a a number of different strategies around sort of um, managing food throughout the day, especially snacks um, for kids. And, um, you know, I think sort of the question mark comes up for parents is like, okay, we're all home. You know, do we just bite the bullet and, and this is, this is how I'm going to instill new eating patterns or behaviors. Um, you know, I think there is a temptation out there to do that. And, and what are your thoughts about that? Um, well, I think w- one reminder I, th- I think is important is that depending on, it might look different depending on the age of the child. Mm. And so, you know, for younger children, I really think that having that, I think of it almost like a rhythm of, mm-hmm. you know, a meal and then a few hours later a snack and then a meal and then a snack that they really can benefit from that structure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone who jumped on the creating a big elaborate structure as soon as school was canceled. But uh-huh. kind of the one thing I can hang on to is this kind of 
rhythm of eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think it, um, taking the time to stop what's going on, whether it's schoolwork or TV or um, playing playing or whatever's going on, to say, hey, it's snack time, let's come to the table and have a quick snack. And it mm-hmm. could be very simple and not elaborate, mm-hmm. um, can be beneficial. Older children, they might be able to do that a little bit more on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. a middle school age, high schooler might be able to do a little bit more on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really believe that young children um, benefit from having that structure from from their parents, especially in a time like this. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't need to be elaborate. Mm-hmm. Beautifully Does that said. get at kind of what you were asking? Um, definitely. And, and and I sort of was asking in terms of, like you said, sort of these more elaborate strategies. I think, um, you know, what I really hear is that that meal snack, meal snack um, rhythm really, really is um, very helpful in re- <laughs> regulating, I think, yeah. um, for especially small children. And I having um, witnessed you present something that I really like about your work and what I hear and what you're saying too is also um, I think it's very grounding and helpful something that I experience in your work is sort of reminding us of kids ages I think when we're home and when they're ours and they've been ours, you know, they've been, or not ours, but they've been, we've been with them their whole lives, right? We can kind of overestimate, I think, sometimes. And, yeah. um, you know, even just sort of saying, hearing you say like a, a middle schooler or a high schooler, would, it might be more appropriate for them to kind of take the reins a little bit. Um, thinking, you know, realizing that oh you know a, a a younger school age child we really need to probably still be holding that rhythm for them even though they might say they might um seem like they you know hold it if for other things or even if they're managing their their homeschool work you know um again having their you know, sort of dialing back a little bit and, and holding those rhythms. I find that idea really helpful to be reminded of that. Yes, I, I really think of all of that the same way as other skills that we're teaching mm-hmm. our children. Mm-hmm. So I, I like a lot of times to bring up bedtime. Mm-hmm. You know, that a, mm-hmm. a younger child really needs that bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to have a bedtime. It's comforting to know. Mm-hmm. Um for them that bedtime is around a certain time and there are these certain things we do before bedtime. Um, and that might be, you know, when we have a really young child, it may, it may be really precise. It might be we do a bath and then we read two stories and then you get your lovey and, you know, it might be mm-hmm. very kind of prescribed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then by middle school, you might have a child that still has a bedtime, mm-hmm. but they're doing a lot of that more on their own. Mm, mm-hmm. And I really think feeding is really, really similar to that. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. young children need and thrive off of structure that's not, doesn't need to be super strict, mm-hmm. but they can operate within that. It's very comforting. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, if you perceive kind of the pushback on it, it might, it, it might be actually comforting for them to know where the boundaries are. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean necessarily you need to do something different. It may help them to know, you know, when I ask for a snack every 10 minutes, then 
the answer is going to be no mm-hmm. <laughs> until it's that time. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. then that's familiar to me. And that, that part of my life hasn't changed yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, so great. So helpful. I love uh, using um, bedtime as sort of that, that sort of guiding, guiding principle to, to balance sort of taking it out of food. You know, I think when it's with food, sometimes it's a little too laden for um, some folks. And yeah. so thinking of it in a, in a different way is really helpful. So, um, you know, I think uh, I was sort of wanting to, you know, um, tap your science brain and and sort of help listeners understand in terms of um, emotional eating, which I feel like um, not in the in the wider culture yet, but I feel like in certain pockets of the eating disorder community, we are now realizing some different things about emotional eating. It's no longer, I feel like, quite as um, branded. Right. <laughs> um, right. And so I was really hoping if you could kind of educate us a little bit on on what emotional eating is, you know, how how that might show up um, for kids and and what are we um, needing to offer as parents? So there's a lot of questions there. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that because I think, like you said, maybe in our wider culture, emotional eating is this bad thing Mm -hmm. that needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it's really wonderful and hopeful that our kind of eating disorder community is um, really understanding it in a more nuanced way that could be really helpful. Um, Because, you know, if we define emotional eating as eating to cope with some, some emotions, mm-hmm. then we can start to see it as it's, it's one tool in, in a toolbox of different ways to cope. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be another way to cope, maybe um, to throw a temper tantrum, uh-huh. or maybe to <laughs> um, ask mom, mommy for a snack every 10 minutes, mm-hmm. or, you know, it may mean to... Um, you know, go outside and run and run and run and run and play. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there may be all different ways children cope with emotions. Mm-hmm. And eating or not eating um, is one tool, and there's not necessarily something bad or wrong with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we, we could even think about it even from a, like a um, more physiological standpoint, our nervous system, that for some people if our nervous system is activated, if we're feeling really stressed, it can actually be calming. Mm -hmm. You know, it actually does, quote, work. Mm -hmm. You know, and for other people, not eating Mm -hmm. is actually calming to their nervous system. Right, right. And so, quote, works. Mm -hmm. And so instead of kind of demonizing these behaviors that humans do naturally to to more just kind of understand it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that, that kind of self-compassion, but then also compassion for our children mm-hmm. can really, really help mm-hmm. um, rather than just thinking that there's something wrong with them or wrong with us. Mm. That's such does a, that kind of get at what It what does. It does. I, I think um, I think that's, the, especially that last part, it can be such a struggle for us with ourselves. And I think... Um, you know, working with folks with eating disorders or, or in, you know, in recovery, in long-term recovery, you know, seeing their children engage in emotional eating can be 
really triggering for some people. Right. And so that, that compassion piece becomes difficult both for themselves and even for their kids. I mean, I, I think a lot of the time they're a lot more compassionate than anybody um, with their kids uh, with the emotional piece, but it's still a real, a real challenge. And so, yeah, do you have any thoughts on, on some compassion strategies? Kind of strategies for oneself or strategies for their children? Or um, you if you have both, I'll take them both. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, one thing that's coming up to my, in my mind, and we can kind of keep brainstorming, mm. is, you know, when I'm working with someone who looks back on their childhood mm-hmm. and feels like they emotionally ate mm-hmm. as a child in response to an environment that maybe wasn't as nurturing, mm-hmm. that... that we really kind of talk about, you know, how resourceful that child was, mm-hmm. you know, themselves, mm-hmm. how resourceful they were as a child mm-hmm. to figure out a way to, to be okay and feel okay, mm-hmm. um, that it was, it was a way they took care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if we can sometimes that, you know, if we think of our self, our young child self, that can be a way we can start to elicit more self-compassion. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, you know, what I'm thinking about with children, you know, if you're, you're noticing maybe your child um, either eating more or eating less Mm -hmm. than typical during this quarantine time to, um, you know, the the last thing we want to do is shame them. Mm. You know, we might notice our own anxiety about it, but Mm -hmm. we don't want to shame them. Mm -hmm. But we could ask them, and I always say later when there's not food around, just, just, you know, ask them how they're doing, what's Mm -hmm. going on, Um, Mm -hmm. how are you dealing with all of this? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's okay to to allow them to eat the amount that their body is telling them to eat in Mm -hmm. that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you notice it happening in hiding, or um, um, it's happening really quickly mm-hmm. to, um, you know, if it's happening in hiding, to, to, to bring it out in the open, you mm-hmm. know, to say, hey, why don't you bring that to the kitchen table? I'm going to sit with you mm-hmm. so that the two of you can have that connection mm-hmm. while, while they're eating because, because human connection is really regulating also. Mm-hmm. Just as, you know, food is regulating, being with a safe person is regulating saying, hey, why don't you bring that out here and let's sit together and eat it together. So there's no shaming. You're kind of bringing it out into the open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, it, you know, it's a, it's a tight road you can walk on because you want to acknowledge if you see that someone might be hurting. You don't want to mm-hmm. ignore it, mm-hmm. but you don't want to do any kind of shaming around it because there's so much of that already mm-hmm. um, you know, everywhere. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. So, I mean, uh, the piece that I'm just going to sort of like take and put next to my heart is um, how human connection is so regulating as well. And so just I love this idea of, um, you know, kind of breathing deep and and connecting to compassion for ourselves, um, but also you know, compassion for our kids as well. And, and in that moment, really providing compassion for both of us, right? Like sitting down and and having that moment of connection. That's, that's compassion for everyone. That's going to help regulate everybody in that situation. It kind of reminds me when my oldest daughter was 
three and a half, I was very, very pregnant with my son. Mm. And she would have all sorts of temper tantrums. Mm-hmm. And all I could do because I was so pregnant was just sit with her on the floor mm. while she was <laughs> having a temper tantrum. <laughs> but I would tell myself, well, just me being here hopefully is regulating to yeah. her. Yes. So it's the same yes. thing, yes. right? That, yes. you know, just kind of being there. Yes. Um, maybe it's an older child who's not having temper tantrums anymore, but maybe there's something else going on. Right, right. Not not so overtly, right? But right. Yeah. They they might be having them in different ways. That's so great. And that it's, again, I just want to highlight, it's perfectly okay to emotionally eat, especially mm-hmm. right now. Right. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. You know, again, it's a tool, it's a human tool that mm-hmm. we have, the human behavior, mm-hmm. and it's not the end of the world. No, it is not. No, it is not. Absolutely. I agree. I think that's a, a great highlight. I, I wanted to sort of check in and make sure there weren't other things that I missed asking about. And, um, you know, while I have you here um, and your your fabulous body of knowledge, um, what have I missed in in um, this dynamic, do you think? I don't know. I, th- I feel like this is, it's such a tricky time because mm-hmm. on one hand, um, I kind of want to assure, assure myself and other parents that, um, you know, we can move forward with kind of this structure and support of our children's eating mm-hmm. and, you know, offering you know, regular meal times. They can be simple, kind of all these messages I like to give people. And also a message that it's okay if it looks a little different right now, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and to give yourself some compassion around that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if your kids are eating a little different, give them compassion around that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of wanting to kind of send both messages, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, you know, that we can keep doing what we know is true and that can be comforting to everyone. And if it looks a little different, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think both of those messages are coming through quite clearly, and I appreciate both of them for sure. So I think um, in true Mama Bite style, um, you know, we want to end on sort of, you know, the kind of a lighter note. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so um, my usual favorite question is, uh, what's, you know, while all foods fit, what's your favorite kid food, um, but sort of quarantine edition. (laughs) What's, uh, what's your quarantine snack right now? What's your, what's your, what's your jam? What's, what's, um, what's your favorite right now? Well, last night, um, I was having some really yummy kettle corn. Ooh. That I really enjoyed. That sounds So that was kind of, um, we had a lovely dinner that was, very very simple mm-hmm. and then after snack i mean after dinner we had um some kettle corn just from the grocery store is lovely oh that sounds so i'm looking forward to maybe some more kettle corn. yeah that was <laughs> like hmm, maybe i'll add that to my instacart that's gonna take a week to get here anyway so <laughs> that sounds good i know when, when you asked that question i thought to myself well i don't have a lot of choices in my house yes but yeah like- <laughs> yeah Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it sort of made me think, oh, you know, talking about scarcity and things like that um, and sort of where we are in and kind of like um, our resources at any given time. So I'm glad that your resources could include kettle corn this week. Yes. 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 
Yes, we did. Somehow um, that made it on the grocery list. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> that's the thing about um, uh, doing the online shopping for me. It's yeah. really hard to not walk through a grocery store. It's just how I think. In fact, like even when I'm making a list, I'll sort of walk through a grocery store in my mind. And um, yeah, and then it comes and I'm like, well, where's this and this and this and this? Oh, well, if you don't order it, they don't bring it. <laughs> And it, it almost feels like a little, it's like this little bit of a gamble. You know, I put all this on my list, but I don't really know what's going to come in. Right, now. right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. For sure. Absolutely. Well, Anna, it has been so lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for being with us and doing this. And um, I hope you continue to be okay and stay well and stay safe. Thank you. I've, I've, loved being able to talk to you it's always a treat and i really really appreciate the invitation so that's it moms that's the last bite for today but in case you're hungry for more head on over to the mama bites website that's m-o-m-m-a mama bites website and stream more of our podcasts or find them anywhere that you find your podcasts itunes stitcher soundcloud google play and don't forget to stop by instagram and definitely Come on by our Facebook group, the Mama Bites Lunch Table. We'd love to have you there. And until we meet again next time, remember, motherhood is a long journey. Don't forget to pack some snacks.